Welcome to the Meeting the Moment podcast, a show featuring stories by Stanford students about how they're meeting big moments in their lives. All of the students featured are fellows in the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life at Stanford. I'm Adesua Agmoyla. Stories have the power to teach us and heal us, guide us, and even inspire us to change. Stories engage the big, unanswered questions we all face. That's what you're going to hear on this podcast. Stories of people making meaning of big questions. Each episode of the show corresponds with a monthly theme, and each story recounts meaning made of a challenging moment. It's December 2020, our theme is belonging, and Corey Gaines, class of 2021, has a story about that. It's called The Church at 16th Place. My immediate family has never been too pious. My mother and uncle, they were the religious folk, but their religiosity didn't rub off on me much at all. The few times I did go to services, I remember this awkwardness, a tightness in my body. It had to do with my relationship to religion, to God. At the end of those services, when the pastor asks folk to come down and join the church, to come and be saved, I always feel uncomfortable. I don't want your damnation or your salvation, I think. I don't like churches that hearken on about fire and brimstone. I feel that kind of talk does very little for the spirit. I refuse to come to Jesus in this spectacular display. Every time the preacher asked, I always had the same thought. Yeah, I'll pass. But part of me longed for whatever this relationship or experience was. I never felt God or Jesus in the room the way the preacher said. Others did. I didn't. I spent years grappling with what Sunday sermon was supposed to mean to me. Where was the spirit for me? The exaltation, the revelations, the intense physical and spiritual reactions, where? In 11th grade, I read Langston Hughes' essay, Salvation, for English class. Salvation? is a short autobiographical essay that recounts Hughes' loss of faith in Jesus as a young boy. I saw a lot of myself in Langston Hughes. I resonated with him feeling pressured into lying about seeing Jesus and being saved with the other lambs at the pew. I saw myself in Hughes crying about the fact that he lied to his aunt and the whole church about his soul. I never experienced anything like the scene in the essay, but I did know how he felt. 
Eventually, I decided intense spiritual experiences like catching the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues were beyond my spiritual range. I couldn't access that, and I didn't feel the need to. This same year, I read James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time. He wrote of his interactions with the Nation of Islam and his disenchantment with religion. Like Baldwin, I ended with spiritual disenchantment too. Besides, the texts written by Hughes, Baldwin, and other Black Americans were holier to me than any of the supposed holy books. Fast forward to senior year of high school. I'm getting ready to graduate and attend Stanford next fall. To support my first year of college, I'm applying to a scholarship from, of all places, a church. Turner Memorial African Methodist Episcopal Church. Turner Memorial is this large yet cozy church about 10 minutes away from where I live in Maryland that offers a community scholarship to students throughout our town of Hydesville and the whole of Prince George's County. In my head, it didn't matter that the money was coming from a church. It was money they were willing to offer to the community. My negative feelings about religion didn't sway my decision to apply much at all. A month later, it's a celebration. I won the scholarship. The church had one condition for the recipients. We had to attend the youth service. I didn't think much about my feelings towards religion leading up to the day of the service. I was more motivated by what the scholarship would do for my college experience. The service was just another little task on my to-do list for approaching Stanford. On the morning of the youth day service, I put on my only suit. It is a navy suit from H&M that I still like very much and wear often. Under it, I put on an emerald green button-down and then a dark green vest with a confetti-dotted pattern and a silver back. My shoes were a shiny black leather Oxford dress shoe, and my belt was black to match. One thing I enjoyed most about going to church was the pageantry, putting on my best duds for the Lord. Why not? I love an excuse to wear my suit. I also knew that Turner Memorial, in any good church, encourages you to come as you are. On that day, I was fancy. I took the bus and found Turner Memorial on its own little island forked between two roads. The church was pretty spacious, spacious enough for you to find it impressive. It had a chapel, a room for a Sunday school, and several other spaces. There were stained glass windows, of course, and they were marvelous. The scholarship coordinator, Ms. Patricia Brown, met me as I arrived and introduced me to the other scholarship winners. We talked, and she showed us where we were to sit, at a pew at the front. From there, we could see everything. The organ, the choir, the preacher's pulpit, the service began with the usual rituals. Everyone in the congregation, myself included, went around saying hi neighbor and good morning, offering each other hugs and shaking hands. I was used to greeting folks in church, but 
The movement and physical interaction was new to me. I loved it. I felt everyone's warmth through their smiles, their hands, and their hugs. That morning, I was so full, so filled with the joy and love from these warm greetings that I thought it would burst past the bounds of my body. I was a stranger to them, but they invited me in with a warm welcome because of a scholarship. Turner Memorial loves their pastor, Dr. D.K. Kearney, a tall, bald man with a beard, a huge, bright smile, and a powerful voice. You should hear how it fills up the room. That day, Pastor Kearney's sermon was about love. Not eros, but agape. Eros and agape are Greco-Christian terms. They describe two forms of love. Eros is characterized as erotic and sensual, coming from our basic instincts. Agape is unconditional love, or charity even. Pastor Kearney spoke of unconditional love filling the church to the brim that day, the highest form of love. He even said that Jesus was love. I'd never heard a sermon like this one. I felt everything Pastor Kearney was saying deeply. I could feel the love he was preaching about from everyone I met that day. This church wasn't hypocritical. They practiced the love their preacher preached. The service ended with a glorious moment of love. The whole congregation praising us youth who had won scholarships. Corey Gaines, a graduating senior from Northwestern High School will attend Stanford University. I stood up and waved to the short applause. Woohoo, go youth. After they announced everyone's names, the pastor said, now let us have some applause for all of our youth. The building roared. You could hear the angels singing as the sun came through the stained glass windows to our right. We all stood up, bright-eyed, shining-faced, with a tinge of embarrassment reacting to the immense and boisterous praise. There was a lot of energy in the applause. I felt overwhelmed, but in a good way. I felt proud of myself and lighter, even. There was an ease in my body. The applause was so loud that I found calm and quiet within it. It flooded my body so strongly that my ambivalence toward religion didn't stand a chance. I was comfortable in turn memorial then. The children, adults, and elders praised us with as much vigor as their singing and dancing praise from minutes before. The community took our successes as seriously as their God, and their response to the call for applause showed it. We were as worthy of praise as the Lord that day.
The service closed out as it had started, with the congregation talking, hugging, and shaking hands. Congratulations were pretty much the only thing I heard in all of those interactions. The warmth hadn't waned from earlier that morning. That day at Turner Memorial changed my whole outlook on organized religion, the church, and the Black church especially. It helped me see that the Black church has always been about more than Jesus. Folk may come to that building every Sunday to give praise, but they also come to be with one another. They come to participate in Black American vernacular, call and response, to sing gospel music, and to enjoy the cultural practices of our people. That's what makes it meaningful. While salvation may not have been me, the music, the call and response, and the love was all me. In the year or two that followed, I made an effort to go back to Sunday services at Turner Memorial AME Church every time I came home. The first service I went to after youth day was during winter break of freshman year. I wanted to thank the congregation for how they held me and celebrated me. I wanted to go back because much to my surprise, I found that at Turner Memorial, I belonged. This episode of the Meeting the Moment podcast was produced by Alessandra Wallner. Our music is by Lee Rosevere. The Meeting the Moment program and this podcast are hosted by the Office for Religious and Spiritual Life, or ORSL, in collaboration with the Stanford Storytelling Project and the LifeWorks Program for Integrative Learning. Meeting the Moment, which grows out of ORSL's Rathbund program, includes a student fellowship, a one-unit, community-focused, repeatable course, monthly public programs, and a growing list of curated resources for the Stanford community. Special thanks to Dean Tiffany Steinwert, Jonah Willinghans, Emma Master, and the LifeWorks Program for Integrative Learning. To learn more, Google Stanford Meeting the Moment.